0: On today's episode, I'm gonna give you guys a top 10 list of Amazon selling strategies you might not be using yet, including one that is brand new and I've never even talked about before. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world. And we're doing a a new kind of episode today. This is going to be a top 10 strategy episode. So these are the top 10 things that maybe you are not uh, leveraging from Helium 10 that, um, you know, can help you in your Amazon business. And if you're not a Helium 10 member, don't worry about it. Don't, don't tune out. Uh, it's okay because these strategies here, you know, perhaps the tool that you use, uh, you can do them in. So you should still listen just to get the strategy part because uh, this will help you whether you're a Helium 10 member or you are not. And the last one, guys, is an announcement that I'm not sure by the time that this episode airs, you guys would even have known about. So this is something that I've never even talked about, a brand new feature of Helium 10. So make sure to to stay towards the end. All right, so top 10 strategies you are not using right now. All right, so the very first one I wanna talk about is actually in Cerebro, which is our reverse ASIN tool. And this is the advanced rank filter, all right? So first of all, for those who don't know, what what does Cerebro do? What Cerebro does, is you enter in an ASIN or a group of ASINs from Amazon uh, from any of the different marketplaces that we support, and we're gonna show you all of the keywords that uh, either one or any of those ASINs are all ranking for organically, you know, showing up in the search results or showing up in sponsored results or the keywords that Amazon recommends. And so that, that's been the main function of Cerebra for, for years. All right, but something that uh, we developed uh, about a year ago, uh, and, and this was something that that people were using uh, Excel files, like myself, I was using Excel files uh, in order to do this, uh, is this, what basically morphed into this advanced rank filter. So let's say I entered my seed ASIN into Cerebro and then followed by like five ASINs. So maybe the seed ASIN is either my product or a baseline product, and then I'm comparing it to like five or six of the top competitors, all right? So what you wanna do is you wanna put the top competitors, you know, the ones that are most like my product, Um, that are getting the most sales and the most relevant to my product. You know, don't just pick any random uh, products. uh, Many people ask like, well, what does top or most relevant products mean? Basically, you need to ask yourself like if somebody were to search for a keyword and they saw my product and this other product, like would we have kind of equal chance to get the sale? If the answer is yes, that means that that's probably a main one of your, you know, very relevant competitors. You know, if the answer is no, like, you know, you've got a pink baseball bat, and the other one is a black baseball bat, it's very unlikely that somebody searching for baseball bat would have an equal chance at buying a pink or a black one. It's like either one or the other, all right? Now, if we're talking two black baseball bats, well, yeah, it's a pretty equal chance, all right? So once you've uh, determined who are the top competitors and the best-selling ones at that, put them all into Cerebro. And the step one of like finding the best keywords still is the same, you know, and we've talked about that for a long time. What you wanna do is is you wanna find the keywords uh, where multiple competitors are all ranking very highly for. You know, like like if, if you put five competitors, you should probably say, hey, show me the ones where three out of four or, or three out of five or four out of five are all ranking. But not only that, where they're all ranking kind of like on page one. So you do use the competitor rank average. And again, that, that's not unique to, to Helium 10. Um, since, I mean, we We're the first ones to have that. But I, I think since since then, uh, other other tools have had that. So maybe if you're not using Helium 10, uh, your tool has that that function too. So that's gonna show you which are the top keywords across multiple listings there on page one that are most relevant to you. All right, so now, this is kind of like step two. This is like step step two now, and this is what a lot of people don't do. This is why this made the top 10 list of, of things that you're maybe not using at Helium 10. The step two is maybe there's a keyword where only one or two of the top competitors are ranking very highly for it, and the other guys just aren't ranking at all, or uh, they're ranking very low. And first of all, why would you wanna know that? Well, the, the the main keywords, yes, you wanna get those in your listing, but you know they're gonna be pretty competitive because, hey, everybody in your niche is on page one for it, right? But at the same time, maybe there's another word where only one guy's cleaning up, and the other guys, they don't even know about that keyword, or, or they're not optimized for it, or they're not running PPC on it, right? So what I'm gonna tell Cerebro to do is, hey, show me the keywords where only one, maximum one, or maximum two out of the five competitors are ranking highly for it, right? And so which filter is that? It's all the way in the bottom, it's called advanced rank filter. I, I enter in a min and a max number of ASINs that I want to match this field, uh, or this, this, uh, this characteristic, and the characteristic is a rank between X and Y. And I would put like, maybe rank between one and 10. So what I like to do is I'll put maximum ASINs two, Like, like, let's say if I put five or six and rank between one and 10 or one and 15. And what does that tell me? That tells me that, Hey, I I want one where out of all these five or six or seven ASINs that I put in only one or two, um, are ranking like in the top 10 on page one. And and again, why is that valuable? Well, it's going to be a lot easier to rank for those keywords. Um, there's a lot less competition. You know, you're not competing with all five or six of the top players. You're only competing with one or two relevant, relevant guys. So that is the first one. Uh, I don't think a lot of people are using that, but it's available for everybody who's got Helium 10. All right. Number two, number two, you know, no matter what tool you use that has a Chrome extension um, and Helium 10 was definitely not the first one to come out with Chrome extension. What happens, what happened last year or two years ago is that any listing that has a variation You'll see the same estimated sales for all child items. All right, does that mean that Helium 10 or Tool B or Tool C are all saying that every single one of these child items, you know, the red, white, and the blue and the green, are all doing 1,000 sales a month? No, it, it's uh, what it's indicative of is all of the child items put together is doing 1,000 sales. And, and why why do all tools have that? Well, what happened was amazon is now giving the same in most categories almost all categories it wasn't like this before but they're giving the same bsr best sellers ranking to all child items and that best seller ranking is basically a reflection of how all of the variations are doing together that's how that number works now and so we don't know you know which one is is getting you know the sales back back in the day like three years ago each child item had its own BSR. So you knew, okay, hey, the red one's doing about 30 sales, you know, the blue one's doing about 10, you know, the, the the pink one is doing about five, et cetera, et cetera. But now we don't have that kind of visibility. So whatever tool you are using, you will see that it has the same number. So again, it does not mean that every single one is doing that number, all right? Um, it means that it's all of the child items put together is doing that amount. Now, so here's the hack, all right? Uh, this is the way or the, the strategy, I should say. This this is how you can get an estimate of which one is selling best. Cause usually, usually in almost all cases I see, the, the sales are not evenly distributed among the child items. You know, it's not like uh the one pack and the two pack and the three pack and the four pack are all getting exactly 25 sales each. No, very rarely is that usually one of the ASINs or one of the child items is dominating the sales, like with 50% of the sales, and then the rest are all sharing the other 50%. So one way that you can do is you go to any listing on Amazon that has variations, click the Chrome extension, hit review insights. It's a brand new interface actually that you guys might might not even have seen and a little window will pop up. And then what you do is I would uh, specify and th- this, by the way, guys, this only works on, on things with like at least like 100 to 200 reviews, All right, If it's a brand new product, you can't really do this. But if it has 100 to 200 reviews, this works every time, all right? uh, click on review insights and then hit from, hit the date, date range, the last 60 days, All right? Last 60 days, maybe last 90 days if you want. All right. And then once that, uh, once that reviews are downloaded, what you're going to do is there's a tab there, the very last tab you hit, and it's called product variations, hit that product variations, and it's going to show you the breakdown of the reviews by the variations. So like right now I'm looking at one right now, it's some coffin, coffin product on, on Amazon. And the, the, there's a pink and an orange and a, and a blue and a black, right? And so I have no idea. But when I downloaded the last three months reviews, actually only three of the colors even had reviews. So the other ones are just either so new or they're not getting sales. And sure enough, the black one has got 76% of the reviews. All right. And the rest the pink and the purple is about like 10% each. So imagine, you know, before you're, you're doing your product research, you're like, oh, I wonder which one sells the most. I, I need to like invest in all of these. Um, like equally, I need to buy 100 black and 100 pink and 100 purple. No, that would have been a big mistake. All right. So again, hit review insights, go to the product variations after you download the last three months. And, and when I say download, I don't mean that you don't have to download the actual file. This is all done right there on the Amazon window. And then a lot of times you'll see which of the variations is selling the most. Now, just because this one says 76% Does that mean I'm going to go ahead and multiply 76% times the sales and that's the exact sales that this has? You know, these are all estimations uh, as far as the sales goes, but you know, there is no way that the black one getting 76% of the reviews is very close to the pink one getting 13% of the reviews as far as sales. Obviously the black one is dominating. So there's your uh, strategy number two that a lot of people are not using. Number three, uh, demand analyzer. So this is a tool that's in the Chrome extension. Remember, Amazon or the the Helium 10 Chrome extension doesn't just work on Amazon; it works on other websites. So how to use it on other websites? Once you've got the uh, Chrome extension installed, um, and, and by the way, if you guys don't have it installed, just go to h10.me forward slash extension h10.me. Forward slash Extension. As matter of fact, if you guys trying to find out more information on any of these tools, what are the other tools I mentioned? Is h10.me forward slash Cerebro for the, for the other one. All right. Um, but anyway, uh, Review Insights. By the way, that's part of the Helium 10 Chrome extension, so it's the same. It's the same um, link right there. So, anyways, you go to uh, Alibaba.com, and let's say you found a product that you want to sell on Alibaba.com. Let's say it's a coffin shelf. Well, a great way to do product research: click on that factory to see what their other products are. Usually, you can find some interesting things. Like I've looked at some coffin shelf manufacturers, and they they have all kinds of weird products uh, on there. What you do then is look on Alibaba.com for what you think the main keyword of that product is. Like you know, one on a coffin shelf. I saw one. It was it was called a nice butt bathroom box. It was like a little bathroom box that you put like little soaps in and then it has the words nice butt there. You put your like your toilet hip or something there. And I'm like, what is this? But I actually typed it into Alibaba and sure enough, there's tons of results. Well, once you do that, hit the Chrome extension there and then hit Demand Analyzer and instantly you are gonna see what kind of demand it has on Amazon. You'll see on Amazon uh, uh, what's the search volume, what are the top sellers, what are the top keywords, etc. The same thing you can do if you're on a Shopify website uh, the helium 10 Chrome extension uh, will, will will pull up main keywords from there and analyze the demand on Amazon. If you're on Etsy uh, it'll it'll extract the keywords that you're searching there on Etsy if you're doing your product research. Uh, the number one thing though that I think people don't realize is it it works on Pinterest trends and it's a great way to get trending things. I mean Pinterest trends is probably one of the first things uh, on where something starts trending way before Etsy, way before Amazon things will start trending on Pinterest. And so if you're at trends.pinterest.com, start diving into some of those sub-niches there on that trends page, which tells you where the top things on, on Pinterest, and then run the Helium 10 Chrome extension right there on that page, and you'll see what the demand is on Amazon. Same thing for uh, Walmart as well. The walmart.com demand analyzer work. So that's that's number three h10.me forward slash extension to get more information on how to download that Chrome extension for free. All right, the next one, still talking about the uh, Chrome extension, uh, is profitability calculator. All right, so if I am on a page and I want to go ahead and, you know, kind of see how much money I could make once I did go to Alibaba and and then I got a a quote, make sure to run the profitability calculator. But one thing that people don't realize that we have, we have two kinds of profitability calculator. One for FBA and one for FBM. So the FBA one is a no-brainer. You know, the, first of all, the 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 strategy I want to give you guys here is is play around with the dimensions a little bit. All right. So when you hit profitability calculator on a page, it'll automatically enter in what this item's dimension dimensions are. But sometimes these these dumb sellers on Amazon, they they are like right over the one of the borderlines for what goes to oversize, and they don't even realize it. So Play with the length, width, and height on there, you know, go up and down a little bit and see if it changes your 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 size tier that your your quoted at. I mean, it could have a big difference. You know, the, the example I always give for everybody is if you actually have nine by nine by nine, it's a, a standard, it's like a standard oversize or something like that, is what it's considered on Amazon. But if you just change one of those sides, make it nine by nine by eight, all of a sudden it goes to a smaller tier. And it literally means like 2 to $4 less that you're paying Amazon for shipping just by changing one. So that's the first strategy of this one part. But the second part, like I said, is now that we have the FBM one, remember, I always recommend uh, having a fulfilled by merchant listing at the same time that you have a fulfilled by Amazon listing for the people who don't have um, Prime or the people ordering from other countries, as long as you have a way to fulfill products yourself. So so go ahead and, and hit FBM and then put what your shipping is just so you can kind of see what kind of price you would have to sell it at to, to, to keep the same profit margin as your FBA. A lot of times, since you're saving money and not having to ship the product to Amazon, you could actually fulfill it for the same price. And you know, you're not paying Amazon for picking and packing it. You could actually fulfill the product for the same price and get the same profit um, selling it for the same for the same retail price as FBA. But don't guess on it. Use the fulfill by merchant uh, calculator in the profitability calculator, tip number five, strategy number five out of 10 is still again in the Chrome extension. And this is the sales estimator. Now this is specifically for wholesale or arbitrage, uh, sellers. All right. So if you are looking to get a niche and I, and I've been getting into drop shipping, I've been getting into wholesale, I've been getting into arbitrage a little bit. And so I've used this a few times is I scroll down on any page that has a whole bunch of sellers. It, it, like, let's say it's a wholesale product and, and you know 20 people are competing for the buy box. Even though there's 20 people maybe selling it, remember, you are only competing with um, the offers that are usually within 2% of the buy box. In other words, let's say there's a product and, and it's the, the, the buy box price is, is $30, right? Let's say there's a couple sellers on there who are selling it for $40. Well, they will never get the buy box. No, they're too far away from that buy box price. But if the price, if the, the buy box price is $30 and somebody else is $29.97 and another one is $30.03 or something, they're within 2% of the buy box. They they could share the buy box. Amazon usually will rotate the buy box, you know, as long as their metrics are good. So really the only ones you're competing for sales with are the people who are within 2% of the buy box, the FBA people, right? So if you are a wholesale seller, arbitrage, and you're like, man, should I get into this niche? Like how much sales would I get? Well, just go down, scroll down, hit the sales estimator. It brings in the buy box price, and then it tells you how many competitive offers there are. That means how many offers are within 2%. And then what you do is you just add one to that number. So like, let's say I'm on this page, There's it says four, I'm gonna put five. Why do I put five? Because I'm the fifth, like I'm the gonna be the fifth seller that's gonna have a competitive offer. And then I hit launch sales estimator, and what it does is it estimates the sales for that page that we already have, You know, using x-ray. Let's say there's an estimated $1,000 uh, worth of sales, or 1,000 units a month, I should say. If, if now I divided that by five, well, what is it gonna tell me that, hey, if you add your product, maybe you'd sell about 200, right? Why 200? Well, because there's 1,000 sales estimated, and now there's five competitive offers. So if Amazon was rotating the buy box uh, equally, if all things are equal, which again, they're usually not equal, but just to give you an idea, hey, you might do about 200 sales. So you wholesale sellers, arbitrage sellers, or if you have a friend who, who um, has that, make sure to, to show them this this in the Chrome extension, sales estimator. A lot of people don't even realize we have that tool. Don't forget, guys, uh, in in just a few ones, I'm going to give one that we've never given out before. Some of these I've talked about before, but the last one, uh, one of the last ones I give, I have never talked about. All right. We are now at number six, the number six out of 10 top Helium 10 strategy that you may not be using right now. And this is a no-brainer, and it's the request to review. So some people think that Helium 10 follow-up is only for writing custom emails. And and it absolutely is for writing custom emails. That's what I use it for. I use, I I set up a custom flow. I put my custom email and I send that email asking for a a customer feedback or a product review from buyers. All right. And that's how I do it. But a lot of people like to use the Amazon request a review button. And, and that's, that's absolutely, uh, able to be automated within Helium 10 follow-up if you don't want to make the custom email. As a matter of fact, if you have been banned from sending out customer messages, which some people have, you can still do the Amazon request review and you do not need to go one by one and push the button. You don't even need to to get a Chrome extension like Helium 10 has, but you don't need to use it, uh, that hits that button for you. No, you can do it with follow-up. And, and why is it better to do it with follow-up? The reason it's better to do it with follow-up is you can specify when it gets done. Like, if you've got some kind of supplement, you know, that's for the skin, I mean, do you want to send a, a review request as soon as they get the product? No, of course not. You want to wait probably like 20, 25 days after they get it so they have time to try it out, right? Uh, if you had a promotion on and you were giving out 40% off coupons, do you want to ask those people for reviews? Absolutely not. You don't want to ask people who gave a discount for reviews because Amazon might view that as review manipulation. So you would like want to exclude those people, right? So all of these things I mentioned, you can actually automate that and specify it in the flow using follow-up. You can say, hey, Helium 10, send this request review only 20 days or 25 days or whatever after the pro- the customer got the product and only if there was a discount of 10% or less or no discount, you know? In other words, uh, if there was a 30% discount or something, what you do by specifying that is, is is Helium 10 is not going to send the request review if if they had a big discount, which is exactly what you want to do. There's other things that you can do, too, like, hey, only do it if the customer was in this country or only do it if the customer speaks this language or whatever. So, again, guys, no brainer. This is 100% fully covered by Helium 10. If you have a Helium 10 membership, use follow up for the Amazon request a review. Uh, More information on that, h10.me Forward slash follow up. H10.me forward slash follow up. All right, we are at number seven of the top 10 strategies that you may not be using. Number seven is in black box, our product research. If you go to black box and go to the the keywords tab, this is my favorite way of doing product research. So the typical way of doing product research for keywords is I just say, hey, show me a, a listing that Uh, Or show me a keyword where the results, the average, they're making X number of revenue, and maybe there's an average of X number of reviews or less, et cetera, et cetera, right? And there's nothing wrong with doing that. That was what the original purpose was. But in the last year, we have added more filters. So a great way to find product opportunity on Amazon, black box for keywords, put a minimum and a max search volume. Let's say three to six thousand five to ten thousand fifteen to twenty thousand whatever you want um, i would go ahead and enter in a price range the retail price range you know you maybe you don't want a seven dollar product showing up so you want to have an average price of let's say i don't know twenty to forty dollars after that skip everything else go to the very bottom of the advanced filters all right go to the very bottom of the advanced filters and we have three uh filters there that most people again are not using. Competitor revenue, competitor reviews, and competitor ratings. And what do these do? These are laser focusing on the top 10 results, not the whole product page, not the whole average, but the exact people that you would be competing for, the exact people who are probably getting the most sales for this keyword, the top 10 results. So for example, for competitor review, I have three options, uh, more than 2,500, more than 5,000 or more than 10,000. So maybe I want to see at least five out of the top 10 results on this, whatever keyword uh, is going to show me has at least $5,000 revenue. So I would put a minimum five right there in competitor revenue. The other one competitor reviews, the options are less than 50, less than 75, less than one Let's say I want to find a super new niche. Well, what I might do is I might say, hey, I want a minimum of eight out of the top 10 search results to have less than 50 reviews or something crazy like that. I mean, there's probably not that many that, that exist like that, but I could put that there and guess what? It's going to show me a, a keyword where the last time Helium 10 checked sometime in the last week or the last few weeks where at least eight out of the top 10 had um, less than less than, um, 50 reviews or 75 or whatever I had put. The competitor ratings is the other one. Maybe I want to find a keyword where out of the top 10, at least five had only three stars or something like that, You know, meaning that half the people who are in the top 10 don't even like this product right? I mean, I think it goes without saying why that would be beneficial, right? Like you want to find a niche where a bunch of products are getting sales, but people hate the product and you can probably improve on it, All right? So there's a lot of different ways to do this. But guys, if you haven't used this to find product opportunity and you're stuck and you're like, man, I'm just using doing the same thing over and over looking for products. Forget about whatever filters you're using. Use these advanced filters, competitor revenue, competitor reviews, and competitor ratings. It's at the very, very bottom of black box for keywords and you can open up new opportunity uh, right there. So so keep that in mind. That's number seven. We're getting to the end here, guys. Hope you're having fun. Let's go now. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, if you want to find out more about Blackbox, that's h10.me forward slash Blackbox. All right, let's go to number eight, uh, Helium 10 audience. We, we've done a full podcast about it. Um, I, I've done a webinar about it. I still don't see enough people using it, all right? I've been talking about PickFu for years, where you can split test. Um, you can split test your images, your brands, your titles, your bullet points, your 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 logos, whatever you want to actual Amazon buyers. So guys, it, you don't even need a Helium 10 account. You can just go to h10.me forward slash audience to, to use this program, but get in there. Actually, you do need a Helium 10 account, but, but it doesn't have to be a paying account. You can have a free account and use this because you pay per use. But absolutely, guys, you've got to be using Helium 10 audience. I, I, if you have a product that you're about to launch on Amazon, don't just guess which is the best image, being image, don't just guess. What is a great title? Don't just guess what is the best price point. Test it before the the product goes live using audience. Go into your target market. Say, hey, I want to hear from 50 uh, Amazon Prime members who are female from the age of 25 to 35. If that's your target audience. And then within like a couple of hours, you'll get detailed replies as to which one they think is best. And you're going to get very... uh very very actionable insights. All right. Don't guess guys about your own products. Do the market research h10.me forward slash audience for helium 10 audience. All right. Just two left here. Uh, number nine, the top, the number nine thing that you are not using yet is market tracker for product targeting. All right. Now market tracker is a tool that has been around for like a couple of years. A- and the problem though, is that some people are just too laser focused on it, which is fine. I mean, the main focus or the main purpose of Market Tracker is what you do is you, ent- you you throw in your product and then you throw in like five of your top keywords and then we're showing you like what piece of the pie you have compared to your competitors, all right? And, and that's great. You, if you're not using it for that purpose, then then you're missing out. You absolutely should be using it for that purpose and then you can see like, if is your market share or your share of voice going up, going down, Um, you know, is the market volume going up and down, but here's the thing. What, what Helium 10 is doing every day is it's going out there and trying to find other products that are competing with yours. All right. Based on the the information you put in and then it's suggesting them to you like, Hey, go, go check them out. Go, go check this product. Go check this product out to see if, uh, if, if this is one of your competitors that you need to be tracking. And that's great. Absolutely. Keep doing that. But here's the thing. Sometimes you don't look at it for, for like one month or or, or two months, which I don't think you should be doing, but, but in case you do, and you see a whole bunch of products that fell off the wagon, like they're way ranked really low and you're like, Oh, I'm going to ignore it because this, this product is not even in stock. But guess what guys, this is what's cool. People sometimes do that PPC test listing or a test listing in order to, to get some market research before they, they launch a product. Right. Um, you know, just like we talked about in Project X, and this will detect that, all right? So guys, don't just discard it. If you see it's out of stock now or it's ranked really low, get a heads up uh, and 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 start tracking these sellers, all right? So there might be a product that comes up as a suggested one for you to track. Don't hit ignore just because it's out of stock. Keep it there and then watch that seller. They might, in a couple of months, uh, come back and start selling a product just like that. Maybe they were just doing product research. So that's one thing. The second thing is you're going to get a lot of great ideas here, even if they're not ones that you should track that are direct competitors to you. These are great opportunities for Amazon PPC product targeting or sponsor display or sponsored brand product targeting. Why is that? Like, for example, uh, when I had the uh, when I had a, a market for the coffin shelf, there were some suggestions that i hit ignore like i i was like you know what no i don't want this to be part of my market i really don't care what their sales are because it's not a coffin shelf I, I was only wanting to track coffin shelves in my market but it the suggestions it would give me was like you know i forgot what some kind of like gothic curtain and then there was another thing where it was like uh ice cubes shaped like a skull or something like that, right? So for me, I really don't care about those products. They're not competing with my coffin shelf. But guess what? Helium 10's algorithm was able to determine that, hey, these are kind of in in, in the same uh, ballpark as yours. So you might wanna take a look at it. So even though I hit ignore, what did I do? I copied those ASINs down and I put them into a product targeting campaign. It's a great way to get unique product targeting ideas by using market tracker to see what is coming on market tracker's market trackers radar. And just to test this out, I actually looked at on some of these at my 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 reports, my PPC reports. And sure enough, some of the ASINs that showed up in Market Tracker, they actually showed up in an auto campaign for PPC, and I got conversions on them. All right. So Amazon by itself showed me or showed the coffin shelf for these other products and somebody saw it on that other page and they bought it. But guess what, I mean, when did that happen? That was only because Amazon showed me. If I had been watching Market Tracker from before, I could have taken a proactive approach and started targeting it way before and maybe got sales earlier. So guys, this is a method that absolutely uh, would, would work. All right, so again, Market Tracker, don't just use it to track your share of voice, but use it in order to number one, see who's doing like Tesla things and who's like trying to trying to feel out the market so you can, you can make sure they're on your radar and also use it in order to get some ideas on who you can target in PPC product targeting that maybe your other competitors aren't even thinking about because they're only focused on, if they're a coffin shelf, they're only targeting other coffin shelves or something like that, all right? All right, we have come to number 10. The number 10 thing that you're not using and actually, I'm not even sure if this is going to be available at the time that this podcast is going to come out. It, it probably should be. It probably should be. But just in case it's not, it, it'll it'll be out soon, or, or probably it's only out to elite members. All right. And this, this this one's like, guys, this is a I don't know if I want to call this hashtag game changer, but but it, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. All right. Um, you guys know obviously about the Maldives honeymoon method that we've talked about in episodes 200 and 250. So one of the biggest parts of the Maldives honeymoon method is how uh, on the the title we try and say hey target some keywords uh, that you have in the title but not many other listings on page one have in the title And so uh, one of the updates we made a, a while back in X-ray was like let's say I'm on Amazon and I'm on a a product result page on Amazon and I hit X-ray I can actually use a filter there right and I can see, how many listings there are on that page that have that searched keyword in the title? So, so that 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 saved a lot of time because before you would have to download all the titles into Excel and then, you know, uh, run a run a filter and it was kind of a pain in the neck. So that saved a lot of time. But now you can actually do this as part of your product and keyword strategy. So now in Cerebro and Magnet, on when you run any search here, there is now a new column that you are going to see a new column, guys, and this is is really important, that is called, uh, I'm not sure what it's gonna be called, it might be called number of titles or something like that, but what it is, is it basically means the last time that Helium checked out of the 50 organic results on page one, how many listings on that page had this keyword in phrase form in the title? That deserves a, how cool is that guys? All right. So like, for example, you can find some, some gold mines out there. And again, why is this important? If you can find keywords that barely have any listing on there in the title and you have it in the title, you almost instantly get to page one. Just right off the bat, you'll get on page one almost. And then if, if not, it's very, very simple, like very, very easy to get to the top five listings with search, find, buy, or some other strategy or PPC or whatever you're doing. Like for example, I just typed in coffin shelf into magnet. I I have this active on my account. Again, I'm not sure if it's gonna be active for everybody yet. Probably by the time you're listening to this, at least elite members will have this. And for the rest, like diamond and platinum, if you guys don't see it yet, you'll, you'll see it you know, soon. You you might already have it uh, already. But anyways, I typed in coffin shelf and I did a filter. I did a filter. I said, hey, show me the keywords here that have at least 5,000 searches a month out of these thousands and thousands of keywords and then show me a keyword that had that has less than five ASINs or five titles have it in phrase form in their title right on page one and I found some pretty amazing ones like like here's one uh goth kitchen that doesn't even seem like a long tail keyword right it's a pretty self or a pretty short keyword five thousand searches a month goth kitchen at the time that I'm recording this podcast Only one listing out of the top 50 even have that in the title for a 5,000 search. So guess what? Number one, if I have a goth kitchen product, like the coffin shelf, you know, like somebody might want to put their spices in a kitchen, in a coffin shelf, who knows, right? I'm going to get on page one pretty easy if I put goth kitchen in my title, but this can be a way of product research. Maybe I just happen to come across this word on my own in magnet and cerebro, and I'm like, goth kitchen shoot i could probably crush this keyword um what kind of goth kitchen products can i come up with well what am i going to do i'm going to go to etsy i'm going to go to pinterest i'm going to type you know what i'm going to do that right now i've never even done this i'm i'm doing this live guys i'm not making this up or preparing this i'm going to go to pinterest.com and um it's not letting me do it there we go here i'm going to pinterest.com i'm going to type in goth kitchen i'm doing this right now you guys can do this at home too let's see all right I'm just looking at some weird products here. There's like a spooky-looking cat that is a salt and pepper set. I'm looking at a cal- cauldron. Cauldron? Is that like an urn where you put ashes or something? Cookie jar? I'm looking at... Oh, my goodness. Look at this. A coffin knife holder. Say what? Coffin knife holder on here? Um, Here is a dark black goth skulls kitchen... Like a, a a kitchen towel here. Um what else do we have here? Here's a bat-shaped cutting board. Um, there's a bunch of crazy stuff on here. Here, a skull dish sponge holder. Guess what, guys? Here I'm I'm recording a live podcast, and I just came up with about seven or eight different product ideas. All right. you guys telling me that you can't find a product to sell on Amazon? Uh guys, th- 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 this is this is like taking candy from a baby. All right. This is so easy. Like I I just found this keyword because I I entered coffin shelf and, and out came in magnet, this word goth kitchen that told me that there's only one title that has it on page one. I typed that into Pinterest and I just had like seven product ideas. And I'm not saying, Hey, everybody go sell these products. You know, obviously it would take a lot more research to know if, if these are viable, but that was just one of the keywords that came up here. I mean, there's tons of keywords here that came up in this magnet uh, search, you know, um, goth room decor. What else do I see? Hanging wall decor, Victorian, uh, decor, Halloween kitchen, steampunk decor, boho bathroom accessories. All, all boho bathroom accessories. Only one listing has it in the title on page one. That's crazy. Uh, Viking decor. What the heck? There are 7,000 people a month searching for Viking decor. Who would have known that? right guys th- th- this is this is amazing way to do some product research uh by you, by doing keyword research so guys that is brand new into your amazon accounts uh, or into your amazon account <laughs> into your helium 10 accounts uh you, you, right now if you're elite or or maybe if you don't see it yet uh don't worry it will it, be coming to uh it'll be to, it'll be coming to your uh helium 10 accounts really soon so anyways guys this is uh th- there's probably 100 different strategies that uh, people are not using with helium 10 and so like every few months i'll do one of these top 10 episodes on on what i think that people aren't using and again this whether whether you're have helium 10 or not uh if your tool has some of these features use these use these in order to you know to to help your amazon business i mean this thing that i just talked about about the titles i mean you don't even need helium 10 for that. I mean, you, you can just look at listings and then you just count one by one. Obviously that would take you an hour opposed to like three seconds, uh, by using helium 10. But if you don't have helium 10, by all means do it, the do it the slow way, but, but don't just like listen to this episode and think how cool this sounds. Actually go out and do it guys, especially those of you who have helium 10. If you don't have helium 10 and you want to get started, just go to helium 10.com and you could use our uh, podcast discount coupon uh, to, uh, to get 10% off for life, SSP10, all right? So sign up for our account, do platinum or diamond, and then use the coupon code SSP10, and you'll be able to get 10% off. So anyways, which one is your favorite Uh, tip that I gave out today? Which one didn't you know about? M- make, make a thread in the Helium 10 uh, users or Helium 10 members Facebook group and let me know. Give me a tag and let me know which one you liked and if if you like these, and, and I'll definitely be doing more of these episodes. So thank you guys, and we want you to keep on crushing it. Talk to you later.